Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another Golly boy, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture's Look Ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Collision, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, oh! pay-per-views, premium live events, we have interviews, Roundtable discussions and a round of the week completes the bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to AEW Collision this weekend and another Brian Danielson dream match, basically. That you, I'm not going to tread on your toes too much here. You've got a, a little theory behind. I've got a little theory. First of all, I love this program. Um, it's very collision as opposed to dynamite, so I'm quite happy that there are two. Not opposing philosophies, but different philosophies. Distinct, yeah. Distinct, a way of doing things. Um, So the basic story, and I love the stipulation as well, by the way, of if Kingston wins, Brian Danielson has to shake his hand, (laughs) which is a great... It'd be a great like inverse visual of the fact that you spent um, the last two months spitting at him, <laughs> which is great. And I love the idea that it just makes visual, makes emotional, makes real. The idea of what they're going for here. I expect Kingston to win. Of Kingston beat Danielson um, in the Continental Classic, mm-hmm. and the idea is that Danielson was like, "Well done, Eddie. Well done, Eddie. You beat me once, but." I've been great for how long? How many years? Biggest night of your life. Biggest night of your life was just an off night for me. Basically, Danielson's been framing that win. What a dickhead thing to do as well. One of the biggest wins of Eddie Kingston's career. Validation, not that his character will ever accept it, that he is great. He can hang with the all-time greats, and he's not just some lovable, sentimental underdog, but someone who's really great at what he does. And Danielson's went, that's a bit fluky, wasn't it? Bit of an aberration if you mm-hmm. consider our record. Um, like class is permanent, form is temporary, to use a football cliche. Yes. So I love the idea of this being a device to really cement Eddie Kingston. He's only beaten Danielson twice, but it means everything yeah. in the way they framed the story. So I'm so into the story. I think it's really good. And I do think, however, I've enjoyed how they've sequenced Collision so that Danielson can come out, be a dick to Eddie (laughs) Kingston in some form or another. And it's all been very nice and elegant. But I think we're ready for some juice now. What are we, a week away? Yeah, just over. Just, I, I'll tell you what, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only today, uh, AW Revolution is in. Yay! It looks fantastic. I cannot wait. And it's time, I think, for some juice. And I think we should or will get the juice tonight. So I love the idea, not just the way it's been plotted on Collision, not just the central sort of 
reason why it's all happening. It's to establish Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. as a proper main event player. But Eddie Kingston has a version of a triple crown. He has three titles in one. He is the continental champion or kind of whatever he is. I don't, <laughs> I don't know really what it's called. What's it called? And between Yuji Nagata and t- uh, on Saturday, Junakiyama, Eddie Kingston is facing two former triple crown champions as promoted not by AEW but by All Japan. Uh, Nagata and Akiyama both have won the triple crown. Well, a lovely way to just subplot that and mm-hmm. give you a dream match at the same time. But as with a lot of how AEW operates and excels when it's at its best, this is on multiple levels. So you've got Danielson going, right, well, I'll prove my permanent class by defeating a score of Triple Crown champions before taking Mm -hmm. the Triple Crown off you. That's great. Also great, the goddamn matches that I understand I've taken the piss with, he's fighting him. And I understand as well that I'm a big believer in discipline Mm. in terms of your narrative. And they've probably imported one too many names. So the, the luster has faded a little bit, but I mean, it's it's Nagata and Akiyama. These men are legends. Mm. Um, at various points, were considered the very best wrestlers in the world. Akiyama, um, by the way, I'll get into him shortly. Um, many people say he was the f- like the quickest to ever be great. The quickest to mm. ever be great. People have said Kurt Angle in these conversations. Um, I don't like putting him over these days, but Riddle's probably in around that mix. Um but Akiyama is the one who was like, how are you this good <laughs> this goddamn quickly? Um, so he's fighting the second of two Triple Crown champions on this run. And Akiyama, as was established to AEW fans last year or the year before, was it 2022 or 2023? Anyway, Eddie Kingston had the tag with Akiyama and then beat him on a kickoff show, but was established this man is his hero yep. alongside um, Kawada and the other pillars. Um, but Akiyama, who's the fifth pillar, basically he idolizes, whether you consider them four or five, he's, he, he adores the pillars. Danielson will know this. I want Danielson to obviously defeat Akiyama. I mean, that's the only result. They'll cast out over the outcome in the body of the match, I'm sure. But Danielson has to go over. Knowing... It depends how far they want to take this. I don't necessarily think they have to take it too far, but for me, why not just go all in? It can go to varying degrees of severity. Danielson could win with the LaBelle lock or any kind of submission, cinched in a bit, little bit too long to the point where it's dangerous. However, they have done that with Mox and Dax. However, it could just be a new BCC thing. Yeah, I was just thinking They could that. link together with a faction. So that's one route you could take where you st- it's still not too far. There's still a little bit of reverence shown towards Akiyama. He's not trying to be so disrespectful. He's just trying to really taunt Eddie. And the thing is, we've talked a lot about this as well. Like one of my least favorite things in wrestling is a uh, mini head rent free. <laughs> I just hate that generally because they're all trying to get in each other's heads. Yes. Ugh. You can actually get inside Eddie Kingston's head quite easily. That's his fatal flaw. Like, he's very passionate, uh, very impulsive. If it would be a good, effective storyline strategy for Brian Danielson to actually try in, to get into Eddie Kingston's head because he's probably cleverer than Kingston in the ring. Kling- Kingston relies on his passion 
on his instinct, on his brute force of those chops. So it'll be a clever storyline device, not just an effective way of getting heat. Um, but does he apply the label lock too long? Does he kick Jun Akiyama in the balls? Does he spit in Akiyama's face? We know that's been a big thing that Danielson's just been enjoying doing of late, <laughs> spitting in people's faces. He did it to Kingston multiple times mm-hmm. in the, um, the, what was it, the block final of the Continental Classic? So, yeah. Um, spatting him every time he gave a chop, he just spat him. So spitting is a bit of a theme in this feud, so I think you should spit in Akiyama's face. Like, that is true sacrilege. And I'm hoping this, uh, the extent to which AEW fans and buildings are aware or have reverence towards these legends does differ from building to building. Sometimes they are WWE crowds, style crowds, who just get into the finishes of matches involving virtually any of the of the AEW roster, much less a really, you know, sacred legend from yesteryear. But they knew who Nagata was, and they loved that match with them, Danielson. So I'm hoping it's that kind of crowd. So this registers as a really, you cannot do that mm. act on the part of Danielson. So that's the way I would do it to really juice it up, because as well, Eddie Kingston, sorry, I'm just treading on your dick here. <laughs> Eddie Kingston, um... His new bit, I don't like. Of yeah, 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 yeah. I know I have to talk promotional obligations. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna kick someone's ass. Right? Can we get to the wrestling now? Hate it because why wouldn't you have Eddie Kingston talk as often as possible? I agree. Yeah. But the byproduct of that approach is that if you piss Eddie Kingston off, and this is where they're obviously going with it, I think, if you piss him off and he has to cut a promo because the words spill out of him, that might be more potent. Mm. As a result. But I think this needs to happen because we need to see the most pissed off, intense, affronted, I will kill you, vengeful version of Eddie Kingston. And I think doing something horrific to Akiyama will drive that Mm. out of Eddie, which we need to see. Why wouldn't he cut a promo to sell this? And I think that's a motivation needed. As for the match quality, it might rely on a lot of sentiment. Um... The Eddie Kingston-Akiyama match did. It was really good for what it was. The work, Akiyama has been around the block for years and years and years and years and years. He's still, like, in unbelievable shape. Like, it would be, he will, he's the sort of person who will be in better shape at 75 than I am now. <laughs> or even I was at, like, better than ever. Yeah. Better than I'll ever be at any point in my prime of my youth. But I don't think he's as sort of mobile, if you liked, as even Nagata was. Um, So I think a lot of sentiment, that's why I'm really hoping for a crowd that really knows who Akiyama is, because I think a lot of, I don't want to patronize him, Jun Akiyama, and he's genuinely, like, still, for his age, like, unreal. But I do think this sort of, this version of Akiyama requires much in the way of sentiment, so I hope the fans Mm. treat him with that reverence, allow him to do a lot of stuff in the spaces between moves. But you don't get to be as good as Akiyama is without knowing how to take a cold crowd yeah. who maybe don't know who he is. And again, I've said it varies. And even if it's one of these cold crowds who don't know just how like unbelievable he is, how legendary that career is, you don't get to be that legendary or great without knowing, all right, okay, they're not really into me. It's a bit flat in here. I've got every little trick every bit of body language, knowing when to do the things, when to ask them for their support, when to get them to pop. 
if it's not a really great and cool attraction early, if any two wrestlers in the world are capable of getting that crowd reaction in the end, it's these two. So I've got no worries about it whatsoever, and I'm really, really looking forward you to have it. Kingston on commentary for it. Yes, so Danielson can be of this idea, by the way. So hey, let me put a baby on a roll. So Danielson can be very reverent, respectful towards Akiyama. Kingston can maybe be taken aback and go, you know, Danielson's an arsehole. He's a smug prick. He's a bully. Um, I was expecting to be more of an arsehole, but he isn't. Then Danielson can very slowly, gradually start to be a dick, start to cheat. Kingston can sort start of... doing his star jump. Start being... Yes! Again! Thank you. Double, double, double butter. <laughs> Eddie Kingston can slowly unravel, slowly <laughs> lose that composure, and then you can do the spit in the face, and Kingston can just get that headset and throw it down, run out, mm-hmm. referees, the whole bit, and then the promo happens yes. on Collision Perfect. next week. No notes? And it'll be a better story than the bloodline, mate. <laughs> Um, we really enjoyed FTR BCC on, on Dynamite this week, and obviously it's not official yet, uh, but it looks like that's going to be on uh, Revolution, of course. FTR in action on uh, Saturday night against Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty. Yeah, it feels like this match exists as a backdrop for the BCC to attack them in the aftermath, then they can cut a promo, or FTR deeper in the show can cut a promo saying... You've done it again. Let's settle us at Revolution in X sort of match. So really, I think it ex- it acts as an excuse to get the BCC into the fray. I'd be lying if I said I'm really excited about this one. It's the... It's, I don't say the epitome of a collision match, because collision's better than that, but it is a very, very AEW TV match. You know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. You know that the far inferior in terms of characters and where they're positioned on the card, opponents in Shane Taylor promotions will take them 50-50, I imagine. Um, I know FTR subverted all that in an awesome sprint against the workhorseman. This has got 12 to 14 minutes written all over it. <laughs> 12 to 14 minute back and forth, predictable finish written all over it. His matches can be and often are very good. Um, you will get that near fall. These guys are invariably great who wrestle in AEW. Um, I'll get worked into it, I suspect. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lose lose sleep over the anticipation. But yes. I think, uh, I think FDR are going to win this yeah, one. I'm not going to be too annoyed if I wake up on Sunday morning and go, oh, no, about the FTR match results spoiled. Yeah, I went on Twitter by accident. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses, they can be 
big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Uh, We also have the Bang Bang Scissor Gang in action. That's all we know so far. Brother, uh, <laughs> it's what is it? What's that? Uh, J. White, Austin Gunn, and Billy Gunn, I believe. Oh, so it's not a 12, man. No, I think it's uh, from what I gather from what they did on the, the dynamite bit with them. It was, you know, uh, Billy Gunn was like, Sorry, I bumped into you, J. White. And J. White's like, No problem. Obviously, we're all good mates here. There's definitely no issues. Skip to the end. Yes. They're going to have a trio's unification mm-hmm. at Revolution, and please just book it because it's so contrived, all this. But yeah, this is, this is look, we can, I think Anthony Bowen says it doesn't matter who, what combination it is. Everyone loves the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, basically. So I think, yeah, it's two of the Bing Bing Gang and Daddy Ash from the Scissor Gang to Why's prove it. him. Get Bowen's in there. He can really go. <laughs> yeah. I think he's the, the catalyst for this breakup, one would assume. Pun intended, or? No, actually. Because Jay White's mm. at least. Mm, I didn't even think of that. Just just get it over with, man. <laughs> we know where it's going. There was the idea that, are they just going to form a super group and turn Jay White babyface because he's gone at full gear as far as he can as a heel? Um, I had even Um They're just yeah. killing time until Juice Robinson can come back. I don't know. I don't know, they're, they're making a match from this. Mm. They've run out of time. It's revolution season. They're going to do the split probably on collision. Let's do the trio's unification. The fewer ROH belts there are, the better. And uh, Sorry, I know there's 38 ROH fans out there <laughs> who were not happy with my previous statement, um, but they were just contained to Ring of Honor. Mm. I wouldn't mind, but it's the fact that there's so many promoted on AEW. I missed the three titles. Even it the TNT, the water, doesn't it? Yeah. Even the TNT, I was apprehensive about that getting launched. And even the trios, I was like, well, I mean, trios matches are pretty cool. And yeah. I put the trios matches on Billy Gunn. You know when you watched like uh, Dragon Gate and PWG, and you saw that genre, and you thought, oh my god, how awesome would that be uh, on the mainstream cable stage with like thousands of people in the buildings losing their minds at that action? Yeah, yeah. Give one of them to Billy Gunn. <laughs> how old is Billy Gunn? I think we were Googling this. I think he's six. Well, I don't know. It's time. it's time to play the game. Time to play time the to game. game. <laughs> 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 How, How old is Billy Gunn? I was going to call him Monty Sop there. <laughs> How old is Monty Sop? I, okay, I'm not going to say anything because I know the answer. And you're the quiz master. I am. Um, right, okay, so he was 
pretty green in the smoking guns in the mid 90s WWF. So let's say in 1995, which was what, 30? 29 years ago. That was it? Yes. Oh, yeah, because I'm 39 this year. Depressing me because I was born in 1985. <laughs> so 29 years ago, I would put in around about 26. 26 plus 29. 65. I wasn't, wasn't 30 in the smoking guns, was he? Well, rather, I'll say 56. He is 60 years of age. 60? He was that old in the smoking guns. He was born November 1st, 1963. He made his debut on the on WWF Raw uh, on May 17th, 1993. So he's 29, yeah. Turning 30, basically, as part of the... Because I was using the principle, obviously, when I was that young, watching him at the time, they all looked, not ancient, but like old proper men. But like... The, the the old ones always like the old looking ones are always way younger than you thought. Mm. Like Earthquake when he was feeding with Hulk Hogan was twenty seven. Yeah, like, that's the most famous example. I kind of believe that. Like Bossman was ridiculously young when he was like in the blue shirt in the golden era. So I thought on that principle. All oh, right, okay. So he was thirty six properly when he was in uh, Road Dog. That's the, that's old. Yeah. For that era. Nowadays, it's like the median age is like 40 for a WWE headline there, but they were young. Younger than you thought in the Attitude Era. Mm. Austin and Rock and Triple H. And the, how old's Triple H? Oh, the it's time to play the game! Time to play the game! Ha 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 did it, did it, did it, did it. How old is Triple H? Right. So they broke in the business. Like around about the same time, mm-hmm. um, Triple H was doing not a thing in WCW, but few did. At least uh, Sean, uh, Steve Austin did good things when he wasn't really pushed. Triple H didn't. He needed a uh, woman to get over who was the star of that act. Rest in peace, China. And Triple H then wrote the coattails of Shawn Michaels in 1997 to get politically in. And then he was actually really quite good in the year 2000. And then he's been, of course, not that glory ever since. <laughs> and he parlayed it into a... Uh, he parlayed those political connections into a career as a wrestler and promoter that he himself might say was quite excellent. If you can get that reference, by the way, I will give you a like on X at M. Sidgwick. Ooh, 57. 54. I, young lad, Mm. young lad at the time. Obviously, he's pretty old now. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, a a win, but all is not well with the Bang Bang Sizzy game. Do the turn, get it over with. Don't just do it there, do it right there tonight. I, I, I would I would film it now and just put it on Twitter just so it's over. <laughs> That's what I would do. I've got no interest in an absolutely nothing trios match that the crowd will be into because they like everyone. I just don't. I like Jay White. That's who I like a bit. Mm. I like uh, Bones. Yes. Have them, they could be a tag team. Or better yet, they could have a feud. Mm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not really that bothered about putting another match on. 
Revolution right now. I was like, it was perfect. Oh, was yeah, in that way, keep this going. Keep this going as long as we don't keep Sabian versus best friends. Yes. I was like, it was perfect on Wednesday. And then they added... How many is there now? Three more, I believe. I believe there was six. Let's double check. I believe there was six when we looked on Wednesday. Yeah. And then they added three more, including Meat Madness. And so they were Meat all Madness. TNT. And then... We presume FTR. Right, okay, I okay. think that's right, anyway. Hey. I'll leave it at that, then. Jericho at home for one. Okay. <laughs> w. Do you want to give the, the mention as well, when you were talking, because you were talking about... Uh, some of the names we missed off from uh, Meat Madness. Oh, right, okay. But so we've got Miro, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs. So I, I, I hate myself for forgetting this man. Brody King. Mm-hmm. I think, first of all, I think it should be a little mini rumble, not a battle royal, a little mini rumble. Uh, get Eric Redbeard in there. And I went on Reddit. Ugh. Mm. Brother, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that, brother? <laughs> Reddit, uh. <laughs> but then, the thing about Reddit is that there's always like four or five really great takes. Yeah. And then the rest of it is like, oh, everyone in this uh, sub says the opposite thing to whatever. It's like, oh, brother, it's more than one person. That's how this thing usually happens. Um, someone said John Silver should be in it. I love and that. that is an absolutely fantastic idea. If, if everyone else is an actual giant and then Silver's in there because he is the meat man and he thinks he is. And that's a great visual gag. That's the kind of thing I would expect from AEW now that someone else has mentioned it, which uh, brings me great sorrow. <laughs> Eight matches as of right now. No FTR, uh, BCC. Obviously. That's enough for me. So, yeah, no. Nine's fine. Nine's plenty. Um, oh, I wanted to quickly ask you uh, regarding the news. Not confirmed by AEW, but... We're talking about the other matches as well as well after this? No, that's it. That's all that's been advertised for... Uh, they haven't. There's been more. Has they? Serena Deeb and oh. Thunder Rosa are both in action, I believe. Brilliant. Are they? Or was that from the other week? <laughs> Double <laughs> check. Do your job. I'll do it. Yeah, ask me the question, then do your job while I answer. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on uh, forbidden door heading to Arthur Ashe? Uh, great. Really, really great idea, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I think there was a bit of mixed or unclear reporting that was walked back or whatever. Are they doing Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe as well, or is that venue to be determined i haven't heard anything about that right okay do grand slam somewhere else it, it took a last gasp publicity campaign to get a vaguely respectable house last year and it was respectable massive success on tv as well um for all the people who doubt mgf's drawing power um when they shouldn't but they i think that was a lesson of we cannot do this one every year we cannot maybe in two years if we get white hot again go for it but under present conditions and the, how hot we are or not, um, don't do it. So what an absolute, what a lovely solution this is. You get a pay-per-view that has been incredible um, over the past two years. That was a massive seller in Toronto. Basically, they completely sold out a massive arena very quickly. I think it was one of their... Mm. Certainly, other than Wembley, probably their hottest ticket last year, Forbidden Door 2023. So that brand's pull in a beautiful, beautiful venue is the best of both worlds. Um, so I'm excited about the location. I am I trust them to get it right because the last two have been great. I still think they could do a better one, but the last two have been great for very different reasons. My only worry now is that New Japan sucks. It's actively bad, New mm. Japan Pro Wrestling now. It's a shame that, well, 
AEW exists in no small part as a result of New Japan's popularity. Um, and they've had sort of oscillating fortunes since AEW was formed. Basically, we need Tetsuya Naito to stay healthy. Yes. Because that's the one thing. Short of creating new stars in New Japan, which has been a big, big, big test for them. Um, short of them really making something out of, you know, Umino, Suji, these guys in a year for next year. That's like Yota Suji, really cool prospect. I'm not I'm not being funny. Him versus X A W guy is not really big. It just isn't. Same with same with Shorter at the moment. So we need Tetsuya Naito to stay really healthy and he can work maybe Danielson. Danielson, like that, yeah. Danielson Naito is something they've not touched, something that feels pretty big. Because the problem now is, what do you do? You can't do Naito versus, oh, AEW's Kazuchika Okada. <laughs> they've done it loads. They can't do Naito versus AEW's Will Ospreay. They've done it loads. Even something like Tetsuya Naito versus AEW's Kenny Omega, they've done it loads. Mm. Not for not for years. And they, they've got unbelievable chemistry. One of the best matches of all time at the G1. Tetsuya um, Naito versus AEW's. Chris Jericho. Yeah, done, done it. You know what I mean? So I, I do forecast problems. So it has to be Tetsuya Naito versus... It was either Danielson. I would have said Moxley, but they're doing Naito versus Moxley at the yeah, New Japan yeah. show in Chicago. So obviously they can't do that. Um, it's time that Hiromu gets a singles match. Time to do... I would do Naito Danielson and... Darby Hiromu, if Darby's not doing the Everest stuff, because that's the match. That's I think that's the ultimate sickos match in wrestling right now. Yeah, um, the ultimate. I'm terrified of what they can do, <laughs> and then he can do your sort of trios matches and him dealing with them because they did it with like Eddie Kingston's teaming with the Elite last year. <laughs> yeah, and I don't mind. It's Forbidden Door. You're allowed to have a little bit of fun. Everyone should have fun all the time. Just not me. Not, yeah. me, not me, Doug. Um, but no, provided that you get the card right, I think it's an inspired decision to take that venue with a brand that will sell tickets. Yeah. Uh, you were right, by the way. Uh, hidden away on their social media. I haven't seen this reported anywhere. Uh, yeah, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deep in action, presumably not against each other, obviously, but they're both undefeated in 2024. Yeah. Are they doing a similar deal to Tony and uh, Deonna? Maybe. Wherein... Because I would like to see a second women's match on Revolution. Mm. Um, and maybe they could do a similar trick where Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb, they both win. And it's like, right, well, let's determine who's the best out of these two at the moment. And they can go on to work Tony Storm or whatever mm -hmm. for the title. Um, and Deeb and Thunder Rosa had an absolutely like, sensational match yeah. at Double or Nothing 2022. Um, so a repeat of that would be uh, probably different gravy. Mm. Really, really well wrestled that one. So yeah, I'd be in favor of that. It just doesn't seem by accident that they are the ones selected to. Mm. They could be like going for that. Oh, Julia, oh, I suppose she's injured. Yeah, uh, how long? I, for? I don't know. That's annoying. I was going to say because there's a rather a uh, large hurdle on the horizon. You forget that the TBS title exists. Yeah. I wish she'd be more transparent. Like, she's obviously... Well, I think it's been reported that she's injured. Um, I'm happy to be corrected. Um, 
But like, maybe it's the fault of the fans for jumping to conclusions. I may have been guilty of that. But at the same time, if you don't, I was just wrestling with more transparent about this sort of thing to begin with because they could just say, yeah, Julie Hart's injured, she's out of action. You'd at least be assured, oh, well, she's still in the mix. Yes. She's still in plans. I can still invest in that character because when they're not there for weeks at a time, it's very easy, particularly in AEW right now, yeah. to just think, oh, well, they've given up on them. Mm. And I, 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 in turn, why would I care if they don't? I mean, that's how promotion works. So I... Speaking of injuries, before we finish it up, uh, what do you make of the whole <laughs> Hangman Page injury controversy? So it was reported he'd potentially suffered a broken angle. You and I were worried about it on the Dynamite review. Then uh, I think it was Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful Select, coming out saying... We've heard from talent in the locker room saying he's just a great worker and he's absolutely fine. So that sort of allayed our fears. But then Jerry Lynn's like, God forbid we have a you know a, a tease for next week's show. Why is this always got to be clarified or reported yeah. or whatever? Then didn't Alvarez report on the board, the um, FOW online board, that, it, yes... It was, in fact, a worked injury, but they've given themselves scope. But they did it yes, so that there's a potential that Hangman Page might not work revolution due to a personal issue. So they've given themselves an out, storyline-wise, if that is turns out to be the case. Yet, I'm not informed about this. I don't know what's going to happen. All I want to say is I manifest every single great vibe imaginable for Hangman Page and hope mm -hmm. this personal issue isn't something yep. really horrible for him because he's great. It's one of those ones where you do, as a fan, you want to know, oh, God, are they all right? But it is, I understand that they, they're like, well, can't we just at least have a, a storyline injury that you have to wait to next week to find out about? But maybe it's this is a kind of a different case scenario because the, the pay-per-view is so close and he's so integral to yes, it. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, I don't know where I'm at, and I feel like if I talk for the next two minutes, which I will, you've, answer, you've asked the question, <laughs> I'll probably say quite a few conflicting things. But, you know, I've often said a few things can be true at the same time. Um, I'm kind of with Jerry Lynn in a way and to a point in that it would be quite cool to get worked. I enjoy being worked generally. I really liked how, as an example, when Roman Reigns, before people even suggested in fantasy booking that they would do a tag, he just buried Seth Rollins out of nowhere. Mm. Yeah, great pop. Me and Hamlet were like a little bit annoyed. Mm. It's like, you shouldn't say that, Roman. You're going into business for yourself. And then they've built that. And I was like, great. I genuinely really like that. So I do get it. It would be nice to get work. It's really hard to work, people. Um, this is the point. You're meant to feel things. Even if that feeling is anxiety, you're meant to feel these things. Um, but at the same time, even though I get where Jerry Lynn was coming from mm. with his specific thoughts on this specific outcome, in the same breath, I don't like the idea especially considering how rancid wrestling has been historically, that it shouldn't be reported on. Mm. How, I know you should keep our secrets safe, or you shouldn't ruin the fun. And it's like, if any industry mm. that I'm aware of at least requires some good investigative reporting, it is professional wrestling, and we know what happens in pro wrestling when secrets are harbored, and it sort of isolates itself, bad things happen. Yes. So, yeah, I'm... 
I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm at with any Me of neither. it. <laughs> I do not know where I'm at with any of it because I'd like to know that one of my favorite wrestlers is okay. Yes. You know? Um, but then again, if you made a triumphant return or like pretended to say if none of this had been reported on, right? And but again, I'm broadly in favor of things being reported. I just am, especially mm. in an industry as rank as pro wrestling. If Paige came out, boot on or something, or crutches, and he thought he's out, and then Swerve came up to him to gloat and motion to kick him, and it was just a ruse so Paige could get Swerve where he wanted him and start wailing on him. I mean, that would be tits, yeah. But that magic's kind of gone now, so I, I, I get it, but I don't mm. at the same time. Basically, you shouldn't have asked us the question. <laughs> Let us know but your what, thoughts. What are you thinking? On that and everything we've discussed today uh, on X at What Culture WWE. What I say, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. The SmackDown preview available right now. Uh, Wrestle Culture with a hashtag bloody good quiz coming your way later on today. And me and Sidg will be back on Monday to review AEW Collision. But for now, this has been the AEW Collision preview my thanks to michael sidgwick thank you for joining us and we will see you soon hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.